I'm your host, Greg Viafania, and we've partnered up with our friends at MPP to deliver short business tips each month. Having expertise in the swimming pool industry and business world, we believe these messages will truly help your business. So without further ado, let's jump into this month's business tip. Welcome to your go-to podcast for the pool and spa industry. My name is Tyler Rasmussen. And my name is Greg Viafania. And this is the Pool Chasers Podcast. All right. Well, thank you so much, Hal, for being on the show once again. I think this is, uh, you know, like five, ten episodes for you. <laughs> trying, trying to see how many we can crank out. Yeah. It's always a pleasure having you on the podcast. And today we have a really... Um, good topic that a lot of people, a lot of business owners are thinking about, talking about. We're not always 100% honest when it comes to this topic, but today we're going to talk about profit versus what you make. And um, I guess what you make would be the business owner, correct? Absolutely. Uh, And what what made me think about this is I've seen this topic on a lot of the, the pool industry Facebook groups lately. Um, it's, it's come up on several of them. So, I mean, clearly people are talking about this and observing the groups, you know, I I was seeing some information that, you know, probably is not totally true and accurate that, that hopefully people aren't running their business based on some opinions I've seen online because, you know, this is a fairly definitive universal business practice. Um, what is as in small business, right? Like what is profit versus what is an owner's salary? I've done lots of sort of mentorship. Uh, as the mentee and the mentor in, 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 in business outside of the pool industry, very specific to this topic and attended seminars on it. And so I think it's, it's a really good thing to just talk about within the industry um, because our, with so much of our industry being owner operator, um, and, and in many cases, you know, a single owner operator in, in, in a one person business, I think this is a really important topic uh, to talk about. So people have clarity on what's, what is the right way? How should they be looking at their business to, to grow it um, and build on it if that's what they want to do? Um, and to just objectively and honestly look in the mirror as a business owner of, am I running a profitable business or not? Right. So let's uh, pedal back a little bit. Are profit and the owner's salary the same thing or no? Definitely not. Uh, now, the owner may receive the benefit of both of those, but they are very different things. Um, the owner's salary... Ideally, should be something that the owner specifies for themselves as a W two salary. That's realistic. Um, you know, there there are accountants out there, and clearly, I am not an accountant um, that that might advocate for paying yourself a falsely low salary from a tax perspective, um, because there there absolutely can be tax advantages to that. Um, I think the the decision is: do those potential benefits outweigh? looking at your business in a realistic way that general business practices would dictate, but also what would an outsider think? Um, not just if you chose to sell your business, but if you died tomorrow and somebody was looking at it to um, you know, pay your family for the business. And, and so it, there, there, there are multiple layers to this, right? Outside of just running a smart business, it's, it's protecting those you, you care about and love and, and what could happen someday if you're not around. Because um, the way the world looks at your business is, the way the world looks at your business, your view or perspective on it doesn't mean so much. Hard objective numbers do. Right. And I'm sure most people listening aren't accountants either, but would you say that when you get an accountant, one of the 
most important things is just having that discipline that has been given to you. That is usually your role. You know, if you're looking at, you know, profit and loss and you're taking on new employees and you have all this overhead, you know, your job is to um, there's got to be rules and boundaries. And it's, you know, what kind of bad habits can you break? Because we all have them, you mm-hmm. know, and once you figure out what those are, is that kind of what you're saying? For, for sure. Well, and, and so much of it, too, is just the lens at which you're going to look at the problem, right? If you're trying to, to maximize tax savings, um, which is what a good accountant should be doing for you, the way they're going to look at your numbers is different than if you're looking to analyze your business to see if it's truly profitable and truly healthy. Um, those, they're, they're, really, those are two different questions. Um, you know, how, how little can I get away with paying taxes versus is my business healthy and profitable? Right. So you said that you've been seeing some different conversations on social media about this topic. What are some of the misconceptions that you've been seeing around this? I think the biggest one is just that they are the same thing, that if I'm me in a truck and I'm out cleaning pools and I can clear 60 grand uh, of total, quote, profit in this context, um, that that is both my salary and the profit of the business, that I have a business that made $60,000. Now, if you're not paying yourself as an owner uh, a W-2 salary, your business did not make $60,000 because what would it have cost to replace you in that business, right? So if if it's me in a truck and I'm out cleaning 50 pools a week and doing some repair work and doing some office work, there's cost involved with that work. It's, you know, your labor is not free. And so to, to get a true pulse on your business, you, you need to account for that. You know, what, what would it cost to pay somebody to clean those pools in your place? What would it cost somebody to do that repair work and to do that administrative work? And so that's the key piece that's really important because if you think you took home $60,000 because your accountant said you cleared $60,000 in profit, but you didn't pay yourself a penny, you did not in reality take home $60,000 in profit um, unless you have a business that can run with zero labor. Sure. And why do you think that people get these confused? I mean, um, that sounds like a pretty common scenario. You know, we went through it as well. There wasn't really a a handbook in the beginning telling us how to do this uh, correctly. But as time goes on and you speak to a lot of people like yourself that have gone through it, I think it's really difficult for people to just accept that they might not be you know, running their businesses correctly. But, you know, like the book, you know, Profit First that you had recommended, um, you learn quickly that uh, you really got to start doing things the the right way because say a recession comes, you're going to be really screwed because, you know, you don't have a handle on that. Mm-hmm. No, it, it won't. It's a super easy trap to fall into. And, and, and that is a small business owner's typically really the only view we have on our business, especially, you know, the, the situation of a, a one polar where you've got so many things going on that it's usually the only time you're taking a really good look at your books is the, at the end of the year, when you're meeting with your accountant and you're looking at, at, you know, what, what he is saying you made as a business. Um, and so one, it's just, I think we don't often take the time to, to go through the practice of looking at our, at our numbers in, in a true business sense, not just a tax sense. That's totally normal and totally common and something I think probably every business owner 
that didn't formally go to business school. And even most of those people probably are guilty as well uh, when they're living the scramble of small business life um, that, that usually people just don't don't take the time and discipline to, to look at their business that way. Um, but it is, you know, it's, it's so easy to, in this case, say, say if I want to pay myself $50,000 a year, if I think, you know, that's the fair salary for me to go clean pools, do the repair work I'm going to do, uh, and do the administrative work. Um, say if I've got a hundred thousand dollar business and I'm going to pay myself 50 grand a year, um, it's very easy to creep into negative profitability before you know it. Right. If, if, uh, and so I know this can be hard as just a, an exercise that we talk about without looking at what's a spreadsheet or, or this on paper. But if you have a hundred thousand dollars in revenue and you're paying yourself $50,000, say it costs you $30,000 in parts and chemicals to, to run your business. You decided you wanted to treat yourself with that new truck when you went into business. So you've got a thousand dollar a month truck payment. Um, those cogs alone out of a hundred thousand dollar business, you're sitting at $8,000 in gross gross profit. Um, so then if you've got a storage unit that you're throwing, you know, goods in that's 500 bucks a month and you're paying your insurance and your phone bill, um, save those things in total only are maybe 10 or $11,000. You're already a, not a profitable business. You're in the red. Um, and so that labor is not free. So you should be valuing your time and paying yourself accordingly for it. But where that's really important is how easy it is to to fall into the negative um, and, and think you have a, a profitable business because you know you you lived on $50,000 last year, but you actually lost money as a business. Um, and that's a very slow creep. It can sneak up on you. Um, it can take several years before you realize like, no, I really am in the negative. Yeah. And I heard you say the word cog. Can you, you know, maybe explain that to the listeners? Yeah, just your cost of goods. So whatever it is you were buying. Um, that you are then passing through and selling to the customer. Um, and that's not just the material. That's your time. Um, that's whatever it takes to get you out there. So your vehicle. Um, so th- there's there's several things that go in there. It is the bare minimum cost that you are going to incur to provide the service you're providing to your customer. Right. And what are some, I don't know, practical tips that people can take right now to to get started? Maybe... They're not going to reach out to an accountant right this second, might be scared, yeah. but maybe they need to, um, you know, get a spreadsheet opened up and really start, you know, figuring out, you know, what their cost to do business is. Um, you know, what are some good sort of fundamental tips that people can take right away? Yeah. So, well, there there are a couple of books I'd recommend, right? One, one of which you already mentioned, Profit First. Um, the other one is Simple Numbers by Greg Crabtree. And they're very short, easy reads. Um, you could probably knock them out in a, in a, in a long afternoon on a weekend. Um, and, and they're completely about this topic. So the profit first model, uh, basically what it is, is it's encouraging you to make sure that you determine how much profit you want out of the business and then, then to build your business around achieving that level of profitability. So you're essentially, as the title says, accounting for your profit first. So say if you you charge $40 to clean a pool and you decide that you know you want assume half of that is going to the cost to provide the service, right? You're paying yourself and you're paying um, for, for the things you're putting in the pool. Um, out of that remainder, you're going to determine, okay, how much how much of this should be profit? And you're putting a percent on it and just earmarking that money as profit. 
determining how much your you, you, is your owner's pay, how much should go to taxes, and then everything left is your budget to go spend to run the business. Um, so basically, it reverses it. Instead of saying, let me run the business and see how much is left, it decides, here's how much I want to make out of the business. And you see how much is left and realize, okay, that's all I have to spend to run the business. Um, so it sort of, sort of turns it on its head, um, which is a, just a really good exercise to go through to, to check yourself as far as what you're spending. Um, and you know, I think another really good practice is just determining, one, what, what you think you need to make to justify going, being in business for yourself. And if you decide that's what you're going to pay yourself as your owner's pay, you need to live on that amount of money. Um, don't count on the profit. Um, that is that is a, a very important discipline to build not just your business, but to build your personal wealth, um, which is what most of us get into business to do, right? Um, and so what I mean by that, at the end of the year, if you are tracking your books well and you know you have a profit and you're sitting on, say, $20,000 in profit, your accountant might say, go spend that money because if you don't, you're going to pay taxes on it. Um, and that's a super valid point. And if you're way down the road and have a very mature business and you don't have any eyes on growth, cool. That, that could be the way to do it. Um, but if you still want to grow your business, sure, you might pay taxes on that. But if you spend it, you don't have it anymore. Um, and if you can hold on to that profit you know, and, and put it towards buying assets and real estate and things that not only will help your business, but your personal wealth creation, you can probably make far more money um, as a return on that investment of what you could do with it than what you would have saved in taxes that year. And like a, a good example is, I know many of us owner operators like to buy the real estate we, we run our businesses in, right? And so if you're just completely emptying the till and spending all that money at the end of the year to save on some taxes, as opposed to maybe you eat $20,000 in taxes this year to, to put 30000 into savings as a down payment on real estate, and then you go buy your office and, and that $20,000 you could have saved in taxes becomes a 4x multiple on the, the 30 grand you spent on a down payment because that real estate appreciates, you're coming out far better and you're sitting on an asset, right? So it's, it's all about using that profit intelligently, but you can't get to the profit if you haven't determined that, that you're actually paying yourself, running your business in, in a way that you have real profit and don't just assume all of the money that comes in is money to be spent um, and your owner's salary. Right. Because you're kind of going backwards, you know, if you're mm -hmm. spending the profits and you're trying to grow, you're trying to, you know, buy more fleet vehicles and uh, recruit more team members. And if you're spending profit, you know, and maybe you're using a loan to get that, you know, new truck or whatever it may be, the interest is probably going to be more in the long run than the taxes you would have paid in saving it. Well, and, and the even trickier part is if you don't know what you're paying yourself, you actually don't know that you have any profit to spend. Um, just because you have cash coming in the door at your billing cycle doesn't mean you're actually profitable. Um, <laughs> there, you, there's still outstanding bills at, at, at distribution and uh, paying yourself properly if you haven't and, and other unforeseen things that could come up. So there's also a difference in cash coming in the door and in profit. Um, and so so that's that's one thing too, that if you don't have a good grasp on what these numbers mean, you may be spending money that you don't even have and you don't realize it. Right. Is there any good advice for people on trying to figure out what they should be paying themselves? 
I know that's so, a tricky I mean, one. It, it is a tricky one, but, but it's also, I mean, I think, I think a good basis is, you know, all of us, not all of us, most of us who run businesses in this industry have been employees in the industry, right? And so using even just that baseline amount of information of what was I being paid as an employee of this other business or, or, or what, what have I heard other people are being paid? There's your good baseline right there, right? So take that and then see if you can build a profitable pricing model around it. Um, if you can't, okay, you're already, you're done before you started, but that is your baseline. And then you can adjust from there uh, as the business scales. If maybe you can start taking home more um, or realize in, in tough times, or if your pricing is not good, that you need to take home less. Um, it's very easy to go start your own business thinking you're going to make more money. But if your pricing's not good, realizing you're making a lot less money than if you were working for somebody else. Um, and, and really the baseline is building it around what that owner's salary should be. Yeah, I like that. So maybe you are a one polar and you started off paying yourself kind of like maybe what the industry standard is for a technician or, you know, if you want to go a little above that because you want to pay your team more, if you're living off that, you might be making um, some additional revenue that could very well be profit. And maybe mm -hmm. as you grow into sort of a, a, a real sort of management role within your company, you can kind of, you know, review, uh, you know, your pay structure because it's almost like you're what you're saying is like an employee within um, your company. And it's like, what would you pay yourself, you know, or what would you pay somebody else um, to do that? And it probably might be um, good um, sort of inspiration to really want to look at things uh, a little bit more closely because you're like, dude, this is not enough money. I'm going to call Verizon and see if we can, you know, get these phone. Uh, maybe we can get locked into a better plan. Maybe get our insurance cost down. Maybe we can get our we don't need this crazy internet package. You know, there's, you know, a lot of things that, you know, I've heard before, um, but a lot of things that you can do to, you know, drive that cost down. For sure. Well, and, and, and one thing too, I can just tell you from, you know, the vantage point that I've been fortunate to have of having built a business, sold a business and, and looking to buy other businesses uh, as a part of National Pool Partners now. Healthy businesses in this industry, you know, you should be looking for a, a 10 to 20% profit margin. Um, and, and, you know, if, if, if you're below 10% profit on top of everything that you've already, you know, spent to run the business, it's not a super healthy business. Um, you know, that, and, and I can tell you, there are lots of businesses out there that are operating very comfortably in that 10 to 20%, even slightly higher than that profitability. Um, and, and that is, you know, I, I would say a generally accepted again, just in business, like fair and healthy amount of profit to have. Um, cause I know also, Business owners, especially when it's early, sometimes can like harbor guilt about being profitable. Um, <laughs> or, or we have you know people that that want to go out and and go out on their own. They want to help the customer more in their mind by doing service cheaper than maybe the company they left that they thought was charging you know unfairly. But if if your business isn't bringing home at least ten percent in profit, it's it's time to reexamine it. Um, Greg, Tra Greg Crabtree in Simple Numbers even talks about that is like the basis right now. Um, and this was pre-inflation, right? So now, now it's even a whole different game. If you aren't making at least 10% profit on your business, your business is already in danger because very little can all of a sudden take you to, to, you know, negative profitability. 
Um, and so, so that's a good baseline too, as you're building or building out a model is make your time worth it. You should be making at least 10 to 20%, um, on top of your owner's salary as a company. Now that doesn't mean, you know, go spend all that money because we already talked about that, but that should be the, the, the cushion you've got in a, in a healthy, comfortable business, uh, in most industries, but, uh, but in this one, for sure, that, that is a solid range. Right. And, you know, we'll end things with, you know, one last question. And that's really what are the consequences of not getting a handle on this concept of, you know, profitability and what you should be paying yourself as an owner? I mean, it's it's a pretty obvious one. You're going to be out of business Um, and you might stretch that going out of business process out for many months uh, or in some cases, if it's uh, you know, even in like the, the the rough numbers I threw out earlier, it could be several years if you're only losing a couple grand a year. Um, but it will catch up to you, and you know that's a lot of time and effort. Uh, and and you know, running a business also it's more than just the time and effort. It's the you know the emotions and the the people you're working with. There's so many things that go into it that could all be for naught without just putting an eye to the numbers and making sure. You're running a business and not just providing a service because those are two different things. Yeah. And I'll say that I think if you get into this business, you have to know that you're going to have to be accountable. These are things that you have to do. And I can't tell you how many times um, for business owners and friends, um, you know, talk about how their lifestyle is a certain way and they almost don't want to break the news, you know, say to their wife or their kids that they really need to like scale back, you know, um, their lifestyle, the way that they're doing things. And, you know, if you're not willing to have some of those difficult conversations, there's no harm in, uh, working for somebody else, because if you're not willing to do that, um, that's really not what it is to, to be a business owner and an entrepreneur, really owning your own business is about, you know, tackling all the really, difficult stuff. Unfortunately, you don't get to do a lot of the the easy tasks. And, you know, that's the most important one uh, in my book mm-hmm. anyway. For sure. Well, and, and also you, you, you got to get to that fun finish line of being able to reward, to reward yourself with that profit, right? You know, really the priorities outside of your owner's salary when it comes to profit is grow your savings. You know, that way you make sure the business is sustainable. If and when you hit hard times, because it will hit hard times. After you've grown your savings, fund growth, if that is what you want to pursue, right? Create, you know, Start earmarking that money to grow with. And then after those two boxes are checked, reward yourself and have fun with that profit. Then it's time to take those owner's distributions uh, and go do the things that make you happy outside of work. Definitely. So you have any uh, last comments before we end this? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think just uh, check out those two books, Profit First um, and Simple Numbers. And I think I think you'll find them worthy reads. Most definitely. Thank you so much, Hal. Really appreciate you. Cool. Thanks, Greg. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to learn more, you could hit the link in the show notes below or visit poolchasers.com. If you'd like to learn more about MPP, visit go-mpp.com. See you out there, pool chasers.